Welcome to the St. Louis City Press and International Friendly. Joining me today are Chris Hoff, our man from Vietnam. Chris, how are you doing? Hey, guys. Doing well. Thanks for having me. Patrick Stark. Excited for another game. Drew Wolfson. Yo, what's up, my man? Happy to be here. And Nathan Halley. Hello. Looking ahead today, we've got Real Salt Lake coming up this evening. Thoughts on the upcoming match. First, thoughts on the name Real Salt Lake. Bad name or worst name in the league? This was teased, I believe, in the last pod. It was. Let's get right into it. Well, I have no strong thoughts one way or the other, and I guess that makes it a worse name. I mean, just the context of it seems a little strange. How many royal people are in Salt Lake? And in that vein, why didn't Kansas City trademark the word Real prior to Salt Lake City? Riddle me that. Well, I think arousing the ire of, of the Utahns is a bad thing. It's, it's playing with fire, Patrick. And I think your comments are going to be on the uh, locker room wall. I think it's obviously the worst name in the league. But the league is full of bad names. So it goes to this whole thing where it's like we're trying to be European and we're sort of a problem in that respect. I'm a fan of the U.S. style names. I wish we would have picked one of those. But... The Real Salt Lake is like the worst offender, like, oh, we'll be like Real Madrid and then everyone will like us. I was doing some reading on the airplane because I was bored, and apparently people in Salt Lake have grown to really like the name, so I guess we let them have it. Okay. I suppose we can let them have it. More like Real Stockholm, am I right? <laughs> Might be. <laughs> nice. I mean, Inter-Miami is pretty bad. Uh, that's like, fair. We at least went with St. Louis City SC instead of FC. Yes. And that sort of that sort of makes it okay. Yeah, still I feel like we're in a glass house here. We're not We uh, are. No, we are. I, is it a European thing? I thought that the city, all in caps, by the way, was to serve as some sort of distinction between the city that the team represents the city, belongs to the city. You know, those from the county are certainly invited to attend i think attendance would be quite low if, if we enforce that rule right <laughs> <laughs> no no i guess it's not not a rule i just thought that that's why it was the name especially in all caps you are not wrong i think that just brings a whole other level of how glass is this house and should we be talking about this on a ostensibly sports related podcast well, you said american naming conventions and by that do you mean like let's call it the Battlehawks. Yes, that's what. Yeah, okay, that's what I was getting. At. This is another podcast. The earthquakes, the timbers, which is yeah. you know your earlier MLS right American naming styles. Well, the earthquakes is San Jose Clash Erasure. Let's not forget <laughs> Kobe Jones's San Jose Clash. That is true. All right, let's talk soccer. What are the lineups looking like for today? We have an interesting week where it's a FIFA. International Week, as I understand it. Can someone explain what that means to me? It means that instead of watching the Premier League, this morning I watched Mongolia play Georgia. Who won? That's a big game for Mongolia. I fell asleep. I can look it up. Does that say more about the game or more about you? What I'd like to know is, do either of those teams have any MLS players on them? I don't think so. Oh, Georgia won 6-1, to one, which they were dominating the play when I was watching. I actually heard a little bit about this beforehand. It is Mongolia's first game ever against European opposition. Wow. 
Oh, and they got a goal. Good for them. Did Kavar Scalia get called up to that game? The Napoli striker who's set the world on fire. This is more Googling for you, Nate. Could you please find the lineups for this? Yeah, no, I'm on it. I'm on it. ESPN is giving me data is currently unavailable. Yeah, so MLS has so many games, and since we align to a weird schedule, they we're not off this week, which puts some teams in a bind, us included. It's going to be hard without without our internationals. Yeah, but less of a bind than some, for sure. Gentlemen, do you think that the model of no DPs, which is in fact not strictly speaking true, but the, the mindset of, of having a lot of players who are not, you know, worldies or big household names has and will continue to pay dividends in this regard where we're not going to suffer through big losses in international windows? Well, the problem is we started playing too good, and some of those unknown names, Kyle Hebert, are now playing for the country. By the way, who was who was that that you were wondering about from the Mongolia Georgia game? Kavart Scalia for Georgia, I believe he's Georgian. He is Georgian. Does not look like he was in the starting lineup. So you want you want either players that are too good that they're going to fake injury and not show up for their national team, <laughs> or not good enough to get called up, or even better excellent quality but are just from like argentina or brazil or something mm. you know like klaus is not going to get a call up edward leuven has to be right on the bubble there yeah so second tier players from top tier nations exactly that's mm. what we want i like it how many games does this affect besides this week how many international windows do we have Ooh. does anyone know is it this week because that's a bad strategy to plan your entire roster around not playing a slightly lesser roster for one week. It was good of the MLS not to insist on playing games during the World Cup. That would have been a problem. Well, Europe has Nations League. Uh, we have, I guess, CONCACAF stuff going on. South America was just playing friendlies, though. Um, it looks like the next window is in June. I do have in front of me, uh, because I did a, a, the slightest amount of Googling prior to hitting the record button we are without kyle hebert who is a, our center back picked up by canada for this international window and also miguel perez uh, who's on the usa what under 19 squad but real salt lake i'm looking up are without their backup goalie for the usa under 19s they have a forward off the bench who's in the usa 20 under 20 but i looked at their last game which was incidentally two weeks ago they had a bye week last week where they lost to Austin at home, and they are without the, their starting striker, whose name is Rubio Rubin from Guatemala. That's a good name. They are without uh, a midfielder from Paraguay named Brian Ojeda, who is actually on loan from Nottingham Forest. So I think what's really hurting us this week is that we have some injuries in key locations that are now doubled up with international call-ups. So depending on if Parker can play, which... Right before I got on here, it was questionable. Um, our our defense is down to like third line, back line guys. So I I think that's where my worry is about how we're going to perform this week. We're we're down to the reserves. We're playing at high altitude. I think it's cold. It looked like there was snow. Don't know if it'll be an orange ball game. When we're still missing Bloom as well in defensive midfield. Yeah, back on the field practicing with the team. Looks like it is confirmed he had COVID though. Yeah, I think this is going to be a tough week for us, to be honest. I think I think we'll be lucky to to come out with a result, but it should be fun anyway. 
are we not feeling great about a potential Bartlett and I don't know, maybe Josh Yarrow center back pairing on the road? The projected lineup I had read w- w- included John Bell as the left-sided center back who um, was picked up in the expansion draft from New England and has a lot of MLS experience. In fact, he's one of our few players who actually has CONCACAF Champions League experience. So if he's on the pitch, then it'll be his first uh, showing for us in the league. But he's a reliable and professional player with a lot of MLS experience. And I think, as we saw with Bartlett coming in for Parker, our deputizing center backs were scouted and picked up for a reason. And I I reckon he's going to fill in just fine. I'm pretty confident in anybody that slots in that back line, whether it's Parker, who's likely not to come back, or if it's John Bell, or if it's Josh Yarrow. No worries for me here. But worries from the uh, from the Vegas odds makers. Yeah, they are not looking kindly on our chances of success and have us at something like 27% win probability. But let me remind you that up until that Charlotte game, none of those matches had us in any likelihood winning. Against Austin, we were facing their 63% win probability. Portland had a 47 win probability over us. And only in Charlotte did we have the highest win probability at 38%, uh, the upper hand over over their 25-something, and the uh, the draw was the most likely outcome in that one. So. I think those odds are pretty default biased to home teams. I, I was about to say that exact exact thing. I feel like unless we're playing Seattle or LAFC, it's kind of a toss up and just whoever is at home is more likely to win. There are odds darlings in the MLS. That's pretty clear. And we're not one of them. Well, the MLS has a significant home team advantage in general is what I've read, um, especially with Real Salt Lake, Nate mentioned being at altitude. Uh, the home team has to have the advantage there. And they're at America First Field. Let us not forget that. It should be brought up at any possible opportunity. Yeah, questionable name. Named after the credit credit union. Yeah, but still, like... But still the credit union, you know. Questionable. I think like the 16th largest bank in the United States. How is their stock looking in the recent days? Coming in hot with the research, though, Pat. I That's great. I probably made that number up. <laughs> Patrick did a deep dive on, on the <laughs> America First Credit Union in anticipation of this show. This is for my se- side podcast where we look at mid-sized banks and their risks of failing. <laughs> uh, that's going to have a lot more listenership these days than this podcast, I believe. Quick Google shows Silicon Valley Bank as the 16th largest bank in the U.S. So I think former 16th largest <laughs> bank... <laughs> I think we got some out-of-date stats coming in from Google. What are the keys to look for for this match? We've talked about uh, the defense, a potentially thinned-out defense needing to show up. So something I'd like to learn, and I don't know how to do it, um, but I'm going to be trying to look for, is how to be a better watcher of the game um, to know how to answer this question better in the coming weeks. Because it feels like a lot of times what I do is watch where the ball goes, and then if it goes in the net, I get excited and if it goes in our net, I get sad. So trying to become a more advanced watcher of the game and know what I should even be watching for. Ted Lasso call out. He was attempting to read Inverting the Pyramid, which I have famously read. 
and not gleaned any information from. I have been listening to that in my car for the last three hours and 57 minutes, according to audible.com. And I have not also gotten better, although it is, it is an entertaining read. So an interesting question would be what style of play does Real Salt Lake play? From what I've read, it's a, a very direct style with a relatively high intensity press uh, watching some of their highlights in previous games this season uh, they are they do seem very direct uh, their highlights this didn't is... make weren't particularly flattering for them and i guess the score lines also back that up but uh, i'm not sure beyond that real salt lake finished middle of the pack last year they did make the playoffs but only just I'm looking forward to it. That's a, that's about the list, the limit of my my analysis is I think it, it'll be good. We think that the Vegas odds are based on home field advantage, elevation, weather, and rest. Do we think there's still an implicit bias against the team, even though, I mean, four games, but small sample size. Do you think people are starting to say, oh, maybe that's a talented team or the odds makers still being conservative there? Well, the odds are work out to, I believe it was, you know, roughly 50% chance Real Salt Lake, 25% draw, 25% St. Louis. I don't know that that isn't close to just the default odds for evenly matched teams in a, in a home game situation. I think it, it depends on how many games is it going to take the rest of the league to figure out what we're doing because clearly they were unprepared i think for how fit the players are how united they are around their tactic and how they're playing together how the basically as we talked about last week how the organization is all pulling in the same direction and i'm guessing a lot of teams are not and are just starting the season not fully warmed up and prepared whereas our team a lot of them played last year for city two and have all played together for a while rather as opposed to some other expansion team. Yeah. I think it's something we'll have to watch. I also, I go back and forth on like whether the tactic can be cracked or whatever, and they'll, they'll break us or whether we're good enough to, to power through that. I mean, so far, none of the teams have been able to punish us at all. Like there have been opportunities where we've left a lot of space behind when there's been a, a turnover of possession high up the pitch. But even if they can get close to our area, there hasn't been a lot of capitalizing over a um, a lot of uh, open space between our midfield and defense. That takes me back to last week, and I, I'm not sure if the retrospective on the the game is on the rundown. But Cade Cowell, their their left back, is a like a speedster. He's supposed to be one of the fastest players in the league, and they were getting into open space and and Kate Cow had the ball and was was breaking and i guess it's Nerwinski on the right side there was tracking him the whole game a couple times Kate Cow got just beyond him but he was able to recover if Kate Cow's going to not get around the the corner on us then i'm not sure anybody in the league is mind you it's a it's what a it, 4100 feet up elevation and that's definitely going to take a toll on our ability to press for 90 minutes but and 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 to track back after a press but uh, tactically i don't see it happening if it's a matter of energy or 
elevation or just, I mean, at a certain point. Or how salty it is around there. Yeah. The salt in the water might, might end up being a problem. But not for long. Thanks, global warming. All right. Well, since we don't have a huge depth of analysis in the tactics, what can our predictive qualities from Vietnam tell us? Chris, how have you been playing the past week? How, what does that say for our man, Klaus? Uh, well, uh, we had a bye week this week. So we conceded no goals. We also scored no goals. Uh, I added a lovely Italian lunch with some close friends of mine and was left feeling very happy after that. Uh, I hope and suspect that the same will be true for St. Louis City SC. So is, are there an odd number of teams in the Hanoi International League as well as the MLS? Our opponent had a wedding to attend and withdrew. Or <laughs> the whole team got married? They had a team <laughs> marriage? A team wedding? Unclear. Did not ask for details. And this is the third tier of Vietnamese football, correct? Until proven otherwise, yes. Uh, Nathan Halley, can you bring us the Wednesday Minute? Patrick, hit us with the timer. Three, two, one. So really bad news in the Wednesday Minute this week. They lost midweek uh, 2-0. But, you know, they'll bounce back game tomorrow and then another game, I believe, on Tuesday. So temporarily knocked off the top of the League One table, but uh, two games in hand and three points back from the leaders. So I think we're still looking good for, for promotion this year. That's it. Short Wednesday minute. All right. It's the Wednesday half minute. Special. So there was another exciting uh, development in the ongoing unfolding story of Roberto Firmino perhaps potentially coming to St. Louis City SC uh, in the next transfer window. Uh, And that featured him following Klaus on Twitter, which, as we all know, is the sign of true and deep friendship and nearly a binding commitment to join our team. Uh, But tracking this down uh, led me to discover that there are several connections that might be to blame for for this happenstance. Uh, First of all, they're both Brazilian. They're both strikers. They're both great footballers. They're both uh, pretty handsome men. And they both share the same agent. Dun, dun, dun. Was this a new follow on Twitter or this is a pre-existing follow? It was a recent follow on Twitter. Okay. I mean, that's, you know, that's better. Yeah. I I went down a rabbit hole about how the world is saved because was it Haley Bieber and Selena Gomez followed each other on Instagram again? So I think if that's to be believed, Firmino's coming. I think it's conclusive evidence that he's going to play for us uh, next half. Spoiler alert, echoes of Ted Lasso, indeed. All right, let's do a quick round of score predictions of what we're thinking we're going to see tonight. Patrick Stark. 2-1 City. Chris Hoff. I would love to be original, but that's that's my prediction, too. I think that's the most likely outcome. 2-1 City. Klaus to score. Drew Wolfson. So it is a road game. So I don't think Klaus is going to get his usual hat trick. But you, I'm going to say the home team score first, Real Salt Lake one, and City two, with Klaus getting just two goals, a mere two goals. Nathan Alley. I'm going to go 1-1 one, one draw. I'm going to say 2-2 two, two draw. Ah. 
Those Halley boys. Pessimists. Always trying to bring us down to earth. Continuing last week's trend. Uh, we were wrong last week, so let's let's hope that happens again. I mean, we were all wrong last week. <laughs> it was a very comfortable win. A little behind the scenes of my thinking, that's exactly why I picked a draw again. There you go. But now you've said it out loud. Well, yeah, I'm only a little bit stitious. There's only so much appeasing of imaginary sports deities one can do. All right. Well, we will see when City takes on Real Salt Lake tonight. We're going to have a reaction pod, guys. Oh, yeah. Thank you for joining. Good luck, City.